Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Java Jars. What you'll find here is just two Catholics trying to make sense of this mess that we call life, where thousands of coffee beans are harmed in the production of this podcast. My name is Emma Geis, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Gregory Kelka. I am the convert of the group, and Emma is our revert. We are just two passionate Catholics who sharing a love of cold brew. We're adding some sass and a couple of recording equipment pieces where we're going to really just talk about how God is in our lives with the lens of theology, philosophy, and psychology. Just a free disclaimer, tangents will occur. All right, everyone, welcome back. Hi, Greg. Oh, hi, Emma. Okay, don't continue on your storytelling. We have a special guest with us today. Father. <laughs> Welcome wanna, to you, the show. You want to introduce yourself? I thought maybe you would like say my name or something like that. Okay, yeah, I'm we Father can do Kyle that. Kyle Gase, I'm a priest <laughs> of the Diocese of Toledo, currently associate pastor at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in Finley, Ohio. And we're so happy that he's here. Yeah. Happy to be here. Aw. Yay. He cares. Well, he's a priest. Duh. And he's our friend. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, Greg, enough putting it off. Okay, so the thing... Tell us the deets. The, the, the deets about uh, that I couldn't tell you everything about uh, the last podcast, but I told you I would, this podcast. Um, so Okay, just cut to the chase. What happened on I'm July 4th? Okay, to, yay! Uh, be married. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. You've been engaged. Wow. <laughs> That's actually true. Okay. <laughs> um, well, That's now true. now I actually asked the question, so uh, it's official. Right. So, Julia, when somebody asks you what your proposal is like, now you actually have an answer. <laughs> wow. She's going to laugh at that. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyways. All right. So, we're back. Yeah. It's been... A long couple of weeks. Yes, it has. But we're glad to be back. And today we're going to touch on a somewhat heavy subject, uh, but I think it's one that a lot of us end up having questions about. One of us, like, or I guess a lot of us end up pondering at some point in our life, and that's the, the concept of suffering and death. Like, and what does by a like? lot of us, you mean all of us, Yes, right? all of us. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I, I don't think anyone doesn't ponder that. Right, exactly. I, yeah, I think it's true. And, and, like even just recently in my own life, um, having like close friends pass away, mm-hmm. uh, some unexpectedly, some like you could see it coming, but it's still like that, you know, you, you go through that pe- pe- period of suffering and then death and then what happens with the grief afterwards mm-hmm. and, and what does that look like and, and how do we turn it into being redemptive and, and glorifying to the Lord instead mm-hmm. of just letting it take us over. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Greg, you you had some ideas on oh, suffering, yeah. at least the suffering oh, yeah. part of it. A oh yeah, bit. Uh, you know how I love I love Saint Paul, right? There, there's a reason I love Saint Paul because not Who? only Saint Paul, never heard of him, really. I'm kidding. Really, that I'm, I'm, I'm crying kidding. on the inside. Wait, can you tell us when he was born, where he was born, and what he did? Um, I cannot tell you all those things, but I can tell you what he did. He was actually a very much a, reli- a religious zealot. Um, before his conversion, he uh, actually went and persecuted the early Christians. Um, so much so that he's actually um, was present for the first uh, martyr of the Catholic Church, uh, Saint Stephen. He was there at the stoning um, of Saint Stephen. Uh, and then, uh, he was, uh, struck down, kind of like struck down by God, uh, uh, kind of went blind for a bit and God's just like, yo, why you, why you persecuting me, man? 
Like, like what, what's going on here? Is that what God literally said or is that paraphrase? It's paraphrasing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Remember, we do have a priest here. Yes, yes, I know. Okay. That's kind of why I did it, because I think it might have gotten under But you also have a priest with a sense of humor. I know. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is why we also invited you on the podcast. And I'm glad but, that you guys are sitting directly across from each other, and yeah. so you just can... It's going to be like a battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fight! <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Nick, this is where you put in some, like, early, like... Mortal Kombat music, if you could. Okay, so suffering. <laughs> okay, suffering. Let's talk about it. So, so we got a brief idea of what Paul, Paul, he, um, because of the fact that I want to go the route of St. Paul, um, explaining who he was. I mean, he, he did, he, he ran down Christians and, you know, persecuted them, got them thrown into jail, got them killed, got them all these things, right? Um, and then he was walking along, uh, and he was kind of struck down by God. God, um, asked him, uh, why is he persecuting him? Mm-hmm. Um, told him he needed to, uh, he was actually, uh, made blind. I think it was, uh, three days that he remained blind. He was called, uh, told to, um, search for a man, I think Ananias and an, uh, Ananias or Ananias. I can't remember one or the other. I might be wrong. Um, but he, uh, he was told to find that man and that man would restore his sight. um, and uh, he was he was actually uh, he was told to uh, to make a pilgrim, uh, pilgrimage to Jerusalem, which is where he found um, at that point. You know, Paul is just like, oh, shoot, uh, kind of screwed up here. Paraphrasing again, father. Got um, it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, and now he is honestly one of the champions of the church. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of one of the most significant um, uh just uh evangelizers of the church one of the the og crew right <laughs> and and uh because of the fact that he has that kind of sorted that that really sorted past that i i kind of feel this this connection there with him mm-hmm. um and you know uh he might recall a few years ago you know the church uh held holds you know saint paul in such a high regard that we actually had the year of saint paul it was probably Wait, good that was a thing that was probably a good 10 11, 12 years ago or so now. It was before I was Catholic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We actually had the year of St. Paul. What? Yeah. yeah. Can we do it again now that I'm Catholic? Well, technically, so this is a tangent. That would have been when I was leaving it. the church. So I went to spiritual direction um, a couple of weeks ago, right? Nice. And I'm sitting there with Father Jason. And like, I have this serious like thought that occurred. And I'm just like, did I ever like convert? Like, and I'm like, Father Jason, is it okay for me to say that I'm a convert? And he's like, did you ever practice a different religion besides Catholicism? I'm Are like, you really a revert? No. And you've been leading us all astray? I, I got a dirty secret, everyone. <laughs> so, so technically, technically, because I was baptized Catholic. <gasps> you're a... You're a liar. I'm not a, You're a liar. I'm a fraud. <laughs> Father, we're going to have to have confession after this. <laughs> so I had like this existential crisis that occurred in the middle of spiritual direction. My jaw just dropped. Father Jason started laughing at me. It was wonderful. Um, everything I needed in spiritual direction. But anyway, back to St. Paul. <laughs> um, 
So uh, wow. he wrote extensively on suffering um, because he, he was one to know very much of it. Mm-hmm. He was jailed countless times. Uh, he was actually lashed 39 times on three separate occasions. All right. Now, a uh, little bit of history on that. Um, the uh, sentence for death by lashing is 40 lashes. So he was lashed within one lash of your sentence to death by lashing, like by, by flogging. Right. Three on three separate occasions. Like he was, he was beaten up. He was spit on. He was made fun of. And he continued to, to persevere and follow Christ because he knew the truth. Right. Um, and uh, one of the things he, he talks about extensively is like boasting of his sufferings. Mm-hmm. And uh, because one of the things that uh, he, he realizes that in order for us to truly, truly experience Christ and to truly unite ourselves to Christ, um, we have to admit our own sufferings, our myth, our admit our own faults and boast of those and acknowledge that. It is through uh, God's graces and Christ's graces uh, flowing through us that sustains us and allows us to live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this constant humbling of oneself. Um, uh, I, we, we all suffer, right? We all suffer a lot, right? Some one could say more so than others. Um, but uh, one of the things that I love to reflect on is the fact that when when we are we're, we're pulled in those periods of suffering, um, not to look at it as a bad thing, right? But that's it, what, that's what most people do. Yeah, yeah, that's it's totally a, what most people do. I mean, I, I've done it myself. I'll do yeah, it myself. I yeah. think all of us will admit that we will do that. Yeah. Um, but it's literally like, like two weeks ago I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, so a couple days ago for me. Um, like no lie. Uh, Julia basically just like, she kind of smacked me around a bit, not, not smack me around. Um, she let's was, be real that you probably deserved it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I kind of went all introverted, which is weird and scary. You? It's very, uh, introspective. It's there. very, it's very not Greg. I know it's yeah. Greg. Like I was being very un Greg. Um, it, I was like a lesser version of myself, a lesser Greg, if you will. But oh. anyway, um, is like, that like a St. James, the less? Yeah, it's, uh, but it's just Greg the Lust. It's basically I I lost a G on my name. Somewhere. Got it. So Got so it. that's what I say when I say lesser Gregs. I'm ta- I'm calling out all the Gregs that have so two Gs. I was going to say you went down to a two G, which means yeah. your services are not. Yeah, I I wasn't sustainable for speed. service for telecom uh, telecommunications. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was it was a terrible period. Well, I'm glad that I was not around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to suffering. Yeah, I was going to say, talking about like St. Paul and and his suffering, I really, I love what he writes in, when he writes to the, in in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter one, verse 24. And I feel like we've brought this up before where he writes, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up for what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church. And father, like you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago that a lot of people don't view suffering as something that can be good. Right. And I would say, uh, I would say society as a whole mm-hmm. um, just shuns any kind of suffering. We've been, especially I think in the, in Western culture um, where we're just so used to having basically a comfortable life. It's like the, because we're going through that technological revolution. Exactly. You know? I mean, everything is at our disposal Like, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, you get sick mm-hmm. and, 
you know, the suffering comes, you know, what's the immediate reaction to most people? How can I, you know, how can I end the suffering? Yeah. You how know? can I fix it? Like, how can I fix it yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the mindset really is, um, is really to eliminate that suffering. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, we don't want people to, uh, you know, we, we, we do want to make people somewhat comfortable, yeah. you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, for example, you know, if there's like a, a pain medication for like, an, you know, someone who's dying of cancer, mm-hmm. of course we want to give, we want to make yeah. their, their last hours, their last days comfortable. But, um, I'd say for the most part, you know, any kind of like, not even just like physical suffering, just like, okay. I'm in a bad situation in my life. How can I totally just reverse things or yeah. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. So like not even like to not have like a self pity kind of like with the right. suffering, but to mm-hmm. say, okay, like I'm suffering, but because we believe in the spiritual world, right. And that the thing, there are things that we can't see, right. And what is to come that we can unite our sufferings. Like St. Paul was saying to unite our sufferings, to complete what Christ has done as the right, body. Right. And I mean, I know I fall into that trap, you know, yeah. like I feel like I'm suffering and it's like the woe is me kind of thing. And I, I want to try to end it as quick as possible instead of trying to say, well, okay, you know, actually, you know what, Lord Jesus, like, thank you for bringing this you know, thank mm-hmm. you for allowing this, but like, I'm going to unite it to your cross for, uh, for the conversion of souls, right. Mm-hmm. Or right. for, uh, the holy souls in purgatory, whatever it may be, instead of saying, no, oh, just end it as quick as possible. I'm going to do whatever I can, but to, to, to embrace it, I guess a little yeah. bit more. And you know, I really think a little big part of it is, um, we're a pretty affluent culture. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have so many things at our disposal. And even just like having just a, a simple life is really kind of frowned upon. Just like, you know, just having a simple place to live, having, you know, not a whole lot of possessions, just kind of, you know, having what you need to get by yeah. mm-hmm. and being content with that. You know, a lot of people, I'd say most people, you know, try to find their happiness and their solace and possessions, mm-hmm. you know, and just like trying to fill that void with just like stuff that they think will bring them ultimate happiness. I think, But then, you know, once all these things, you know, the latest fad is gone, you know, they're just trying to fill it, you know, with more and more and more. But then they can't, they can't like, they can't feel they it. can't put like suffering into perspective mm-hmm. i guess is what i'm trying to say i don't know if that makes any there's, sense there's there's always going to be something that's missing exactly they're, they're always going to think that exactly. nothing is complete so i think if- i think the beginning to embracing like suffering in your life is to is to fill that void with with our lord with jesus with mm-hmm. christ you know to you know, have your outward living arrangements like, you know, just like your house, just be a simple place where, you know, you can just focus on Jesus, not focus on the stuff that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the beginning towards, you know, just having the having God as the center of your life, because I think that's a big problem of why we can't 
as a people, we can't really embrace suffering is because to begin with, God isn't at the, at the center. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, say for example, you know, someone's, you know, diagnosed with cancer and they have God at the center of their life, that suffering is going to be joyfully lived out because, mm-hmm. well, this suffering isn't really a whole lot and compared to what they already have, the riches they have in their relationship with our Lord. Um, I'll give you a real example of that. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, my, my mom, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, right? Um, was it now a couple of years ago and she had to have surgery, right? I'm the only practicing Catholic in my family, right? My, my brother and my sister, they were panicking. They were freaking out. And I was just like, I wasn't really getting emotional. Like, yeah, there was this part of me that was scared. Like, sure. you know, I've already lost my dad. I'd like my mom to be able to see me get married, you know, see grandchildren or, t- uh, or, or 80. Um, I'm not going to have 80, um, but uh, you never know. <laughs> it might be the Lord's will for your life. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I was going to have a small commune, um, but uh, like I didn't I, I wasn't panicking. Right. <laughs> I wasn't panicking. I was just like, you know what? I have Christ. I, I like I remember when we were at the Cleveland Clinic, my mom was having uh, the uh, operation done. Uh, it was a partial lumpectomy and everything where they had to take out uh, the, the cancer cells and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, there was this anxiety, but I wasn't panicking. Like you could tell, like my, my brother and my sister, they were just like, oh, oh, why haven't we been told? Why haven't they talked to us? Why haven't they done? And I'm just like, we're at the Cleveland Clinic, one of the best places in the world to be right now. Right. And I I have someone I'm like, I, I know, you know, I got countless angels and saints praying for me. I've I've asked for some help. And I know regardless of what happens, that it will be okay. Right. Um, so I think that's that's something very important to like bring in. Um sure. you got something for me, Emma? So Right. This whole meaning of suffering. Uh, I'm just finished reading this book. It's called A Man's Search for Meaning by mm-hmm. Viktor Frankl. And just a, a quick history of him. I don't know if you've heard of him, mm. but he was uh, a prisoner at Auschwitz. Oh, yeah. And so it's basically his. So he knew suffering. Yes, oh, yeah. he, knew very, suffering. he knew suffering very well. But what he what he he was a psychiatrist. And so a lot of people like asked him like Mm -hmm. for like psychological help throughout the whole process. And like, how can we basically ease our suffering? But the one thing that he continuously like alludes to in his book is that once a man loses his hope or in essence smokes his last cigarette, uh, cause they would like Mm -hmm. trade cigarettes or whatever. And once the person like smoked their last cigarette, you knew that they lost hope Mm -hmm. that they lost hope to continue. And he, he, he goes on to say, you know, like anybody can endure basically any kind of suffering if there's a hope, you know, if, if we, if you have a hope to continue on, mm-hmm. whether in their case, whether it was to go see their family, if they were still alive or to continue their career or whatever it may be, but like he made it out alive. He, he said it was hard at times to like not lose that hope. Uh, but he said, had I lost my hope and given up that hope, I would have died within a month basically like he's he would have died very quickly uh and he said i he could notice that amongst the people that did and the ones that didn't lose that hope mm-hmm. and i think the same is true for us right that that 
Christ had to come and suffer and die for us. Mm -hmm. Like we were that messed up that God's like, literally, this is the only way that I can get you guys to like be redeemed. Right. Man brought sin in the world. It had to take a man to suffer, to, to redeem it. And like if Christ, right. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, if he had to suffer, what makes us think that we don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so I I want to uh, tap on or touch on something here as we're talking about suffering because um, if you look at suffering through the lens of the uh, Christian lens, it looks like a good thing, right? Um, it is in essence a good thing because it gives you the chance to unite um, your suffering with Christ to the cross, right, and grow closer through that. Um, but uh, I was I, I listened to countless podcasts and I was listening to one that Conan O'Brien did, right, and he had uh, Stephen Colbert. They're both Catholics. I mean, as to what kind of Catholic, that's that's a different thing. But one of the things they talked about is their upbringing, right? Their Catholic upbringing and how it formed them into uh, to men, right? And one of the things they talked about was that uh, they fell into this trap where uh, if you know anything about Stephen Colbert, he lost, I think it was his dad uh, and his brother when he was really young in a tragic car accident, right? Um, and he talked about suffering, right. And how he ran to the church and he felt like I have to suffer in order to grow, to, to, to be happy again. And so there's this kind of this fallacy, uh, that one can find in the church. If you look close enough, um, where people get stuck in their head where, Oh, in order for me to grow closer to Christ, I have to suffer. I have to, I, I have to actually seek out ways to suffer, which is the worst thing we can do. Um, because yeah. then you are turning that suffering into a God, you're turning it into an idol. So I, I do want, I just wanted to touch on that. I know it sounds like I wanted to go on a tangent, but because I heard that, like you have these people that aren't as deep into their faith that, that kind of tie that two and two together, which is bad. It's basically turning yourself into a masochist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's know. not what we're saying we're doing. Like we're acknowledging our suffering. Um, and we're also acknowledging at the same time, we are constantly called to holiness. Well, that we're constantly called to grow closer to Christ. Right. Um, well, and to realize like suffering is okay. Yeah. Like we're allowed to suffer. We're allowed to grieve. We're mm -hmm. allowed, we're allowed to mourn. Mm -hmm. It's just to not get stuck there. In yes. That, that rut. Yeah. Not to try and constantly seek but that out to look towards the hope, but then mm -hmm. ultimately like all suffering, like, inevitably leads to death mm -hmm. but even death like yeah, yeah. even death okay. that's not the end essentially yeah. that's like the beginning of mm -hmm. the hope yeah right like the true but hope the true the, the way glory. i look at it is my earthly life is like my trial run and let's see if i can get to, to true life yeah right that's really the, the, i mean i mean it's a very simple way to look at it very like it's not super intellectual but honestly that's the like it's easier to look at it that way because of the fact that we we think that all we have is just here why would why would it all just be here so so father you uh you said uh we we talked multiple times and you actually wrote your undergrad and uh, seminary your undergrad capstone on death yeah right? um can you kind of tell us like why why is it that we shouldn't look at death as this bad thing like this hard thing well it's going to be hard you know because at the end of the day we weren't 
called to death. We weren't supposed to die, but it was a result of original sin. Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, I pulled out the, the PowerPoint that yeah. I made six years ago yeah. um, on my capstone. Might I add, he made us copies and I yeah. cannot wait to like yeah. read through this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Enjoy. Continue. Enjoy. We're going to go to town with the highlighters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, basically, so what I've, what kind of intrigued me just about the researching the topic was, um, is basically kind of what we've been talking about, how death is kind of shunned, mm-hmm. you know? And in one sense, that's kind of a healthy thing. You know, you want to preserve your life. You don't want to do anything reckless yeah. to end your life. I mean, that's kind of common sense 101. But at the same time, death is the doorway to eternal life. Mm-hmm. It is the doorway to the beatific vision. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. You can only experience, you know, the glorification of heaven only through that doorway of death. Mm-hmm. Now, people might be listening and think, wow, that's morbid. <laughs> you know, that is really morbid. But, and I think, I think the tension comes about because, you know, as you mentioned, death was never the original plan of God. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were in the garden, when Adam and Eve, when our first parents were in the garden, death was never intended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they were lived in perfect harmony with God. Mm -hmm. And then as we all know, they rejected that harmony. They chose to eat of the fruit. They Mm -hmm. chose to, you know, disobey our Lord's command. Mm -hmm to not eat of the fruit. And so death and suffering enter the world. That rebellion, that tension between God and man Mm -hmm. kind of came about. And so I think that's, I think that this is just kind of my personal opinion. I think that's kind of the root of why we have like this, I don't want to say like a love-hate relationship with death, but and I don't even know how to put this into words because <laughs> as Christians, if we ha- if we truly embrace, you know, the Catholic view of death, it is a happy occurrence. Yeah. But as Emma was just saying, it's also healthy to grieve. Yeah. Like you a- know, and it, it even says in scriptures, you know, our Lord wept at the death of his friend Lazarus. Mm-hmm. I love that bit. <laughs> our Lord wept. Mm-hmm. I mean, so obviously this is a natural human yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it can be such a joyous thing. I yeah. mean, I've seen, you know, just as a priest, you know, you, you see instances where there's a person who's lived a good long life mm-hmm. and you know they have just truly embraced the practice of their faith all throughout mm-hmm. their life um you know they've received their sacraments mm-hmm. they've just really lived their life just in love with the lord and then when it comes time for them to pass you know you just know that they are enjoying yeah you ready. know happiness yeah. with yeah. our lord in heaven 
Right. I and mean, so, well, and you can even tell like up to that point of death, there's a difference between those who have prepared like their whole life and those yeah. who haven't. Cause mm-hmm. there's, there's a piece that comes with it. Exactly. I mean, you know, well, let's, like we can go back to scripture. What was it? The second Timothy, the, the last letter that Paul wrote. Um, I think it's second Timothy. Um, and it was he was writing to his disciple uh, uh, Timothy, who is uh, learning from Paul. Um, Paul was in jail. Um, he's like, I've run my race. My mm-hmm. time has come. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done the best that I could. I've done what he's asked of me. This is I get my eternal reward. And you can just reading that scripture. Just go like it, just anyway, everyone. Just look at that. Look at look at that. The, those letters to Timothy. And when you read the end of that. You're just like, you can see that man was just beaming from ear to ear when he was penning that, right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, I've, I've, I've done it, right? Because it's just so beautiful to think about, right? And when, when we actually get that, the honor, the blessing to actually see that in real life play out, that's just wonderful to see. Right. And another thing that, you know, I often like to remind people of is, you know, the servant is never greater than the master. Mm-hmm. And who's our master, but our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And my argument is always, if Jesus had to suffer, then so do we, because we are never greater than our master. Mm-hmm. If Jesus had to die, then we're going to have to die too, mm-hmm. because we are never greater than our master. Right. Yep. And and But what comes with his death is the gift of the resurrection. Exactly. And that's what exactly. we live in. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think that's just part of, um, you know, so often I, I think that's just part of, I think it's part of the, the theological virtue of hope, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, is that belief in the, resu- the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just so hung up on the death part. Yeah. We view it as an end rather than a beginning Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it really is a beginning. Oh yeah. You know, even in, you know, if you've ever been to a funeral mass, you know, indeed Lord for your faithful life is changed, not ended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's changed, but not ended. Our immortal Mm -hmm. souls live on. We entrust at every funeral mass, we entrust the soul of the deceased to our Lord. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. the soul is not gone. Yeah. It's just been separated from the body. And that's really what death is. It's just separation of the soul from the body. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I just, I would really be remiss if I didn't share. So one of my heroes is soon to be blessed Fulton Sheen. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so I can't wait. So it's, moving forward. It's it's awesome. You so you are finally like, okay, oh, I guess we can give up. So so Fulton Sheen, in my in my opinion, um, has done so much for the advancement mm-hmm. of Catholicism in the United States, yeah. just through his TV show, through his radio, radio talks, through his books. Um, he's he just, just spoke uh, fire. Can, can like, I, on fire. Can I just humble brag for a moment? Okay. So, you know, the, the various, uh, miracles that are used for, uh, that are, they're using for his cause mm-hmm. for canonization. Right. I met one of the women. Nice. That were, uh, so the, 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 um, the, um, uh, lady that uh, she's a nurse, right? I met her when I was on uh, something called Ecclesia with the community, uh, was with the community of St. John. I wanted it back in 2011 
and she was one of the leadership team, right? And she told us about how there's this massive storm going on, right? Um, and uh, like this woman was getting ready to, to give birth, right? And they wanted to do an at-home birth. So, you know, she went there and then complications started occurring, right? Storms going on, trees are getting knocked down, power lines are going down, child's born, but it's stillborn, mm. right? Yeah. Um. And so, like, she she was legit. Like, it still blows my mind to this day. She was telling me she like look. She's just like, I just instantly started praying to Fulton Sheen. Fulton Sheen, right? Just I asked for his intercession. I'm like, please do not let this child die. This child sat dead for 80 minutes. Wow. 80 minutes where there was no heartbeat, no nothing, and then finally, boom, breath. Right. And so like just the intercession of Fulton Sheen, she just this this unwavering faith that this holy man would help. Right. And like it just blows my mind that I I like I didn't realize what I had at the time, like who I was like encountering. I'm like, wait a second. And like and then I started reflecting reflecting on a couple of years back. I'm like, I heard somebody saying like that was one of the the causes. I'm like, I met that lady. And they're just like, wait, what? I'm like, I didn't realize what I ran into. I made a terrible mistake, but, but like, it's just mind blowing. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, father. No, 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 no. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Ful- Literally Fulton. I had chills. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fulton Sheen is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess, you know, if anyone doesn't know a whole lot about him, I say, just start going to YouTube, just type yeah. in Fulton Sheen and just like, start watching. He has such a great speaking voice. Very dramatic. I know. Very it's dramatic. Great. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. And it's like And a bit of sass. Like, I know. When when you watch him, it's like you're kind of back in the nineteen forties and fifties for yeah. a little bit because he's got like that that voice. Yeah. You know, he's got the, those mannerisms and it's it's pretty cool. But so he wrote in his book, and actually it's not just this book. I've read of several of his books, but he wrote in his book, uh Calvary and the Mass. I already want to read this book. <laughs> it's a good book. So he says, unlike everyone else who has ever born, our Lord came in this world to redeem it. Death was the supreme goal he was seeking. Mm. Death interrupted the careers of great men, but it was no interruption to our Lord. It was his crowning glory. It was the unique goal he was seeking. And for me, that's... And I know I've read a few, like I mentioned, I've read a few other Fulton Sheen books, and he's mentioned this in a few other ones, you know, how Christ was the only man who was literally born to die. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but then that got me thinking. I think it's the, the same is true for the rest of us as well. Yeah. Because really the moment that we're born we we start to die too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in like okay, you know, we tra- contract some disease and blah yeah. blah blah. But you know, we're born and then the clock starts ticking for us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's really up to us, you know, to use that time that we're given by God to to follow him, to serve him, to make him known in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's our that's our call as baptized Catholics. That's our call as confirmed Catholics, you know, to be soldiers of Christ, to go out into the world and to proclaim the gospel to, you know, to everyone that we meet, whether by our words or by our actions. 
But um, just that that quote, you know, just the way Fulton Sheen presents it just totally blows my mind. You know that, you know, we can have so many lofty goals in our life. You know, just you know, graduate. You know, with that degree. You know, to get our master's, to get our doctorate. But what was Jesus's goal mm-hmm. in life? His goal was ultimately to redeem us, to mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. His goal really was to die. Yeah. And that was what his whole what his mind, what his heart was fixed on was mm-hmm. to die. And so it kind of just makes me think, you know, is my life oriented in that way? Oftentimes I'd say, well, not oftentimes, most of the time I'd say no. Yeah. You know, my life is oriented towards, you know, making it out of bed in the morning, you know, just uh, deciding if you're going to have Chick-fil-A that day or not. Yeah. The answer is always, yeah. Yes. Except for if it's Sunday. Yeah. That's true. Cause they're closed. (laughs) What's that? We, we, we weep openly, but at the same time we rejoice because they're keeping. Oh, good, good crest. Good Christian values. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's where like remembering the whole phrase, memento mori, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Remembering your death and like, what is your goal today? Yeah. Because uh, we aren't really promised tomorrow. Exactly. Uh, like, I, you know, Christ came to redeem us, but we are to act in that redemption and go out to to spread the word and to to, to act as soldiers of Christ. Right. Right. Yeah, and, right. To, and, and you know, it seems like, you know, do we, uh, I, I sometimes wonder about like how many people actually live as if like, you know, the second coming will be tomorrow. Oh, I'm guilty of it. I don't. Uh, neither do I. Like. Neither do I. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone is really. I'm actually sitting here like, okay, this is my challenge for like, let's do for a week. You know, can yeah. I wake up and say yeah. like, okay, I'm going to live today as if tomorrow, like the second coming. Right. Because happen. I mean, our Lord says, you know, not the hour nor the day. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know. He didn't even know. You know. Only the father knows. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I guess I would. Yeah, that's a good challenge for all of us. It's a great challenge. Mm-hmm. Like even for just a week, you know, don't say for the rest of your life. That's it. You know, do small chunks. You know, for the next and week, can you imagine the changes that, that will occur in our lives? Oh yeah. yeah. Like I, I think it'll it'll cause that paradigm shift that we have mm-hmm. that, that we we need on uh, our look uh, our our stance on death, our our viewpoint on suffering and everything. Mm-hmm. Like accepting the fact that yeah, like it's very clear that we do not know the day nor the hour. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be, you know, it could be a second from now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but nope, didn't happen. I know. I was going to say, it. what I about mean, now? Oh yeah. <laughs> what about now? Well, just cause we're looking for it. It's not going to happen. I know. Jesus I know. is going to be like, come on guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just chill out. Yeah. Just chill out and do my will and you'll be good. Right. Yeah. Then maybe I'll think about it. This is all for and that's another me. thing, you know, I, I sometimes wonder are we ready for Jesus to come? Or is that, Whoa. is that going to be, a, oh. but at the uh. same time, I mean, you know, the bit highest feast of the year is Easter Sunday mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. our Lord triumphed over, you know, death and rose from the dead, you yeah. know, at the same token, are we ready for him to come again? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Are, are we? Well, Half of us aren't even ready for Easter Sundays. Like that's true. That's, that's <laughs> true. true. It's a very sad reality, right? Um, I think that's a good challenge for us, though. Like, yeah. are we 
are we ready for like a second Easter? Right. You know? Are we true? And the second Easter is going to come with even more glory and power than mm. it's going to the- be awesome. <laughs> 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 For the record, that was not great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me this time. That was perfect. No, it was it was Greg. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Father. Okay, wow. it was me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're we're gonna have to start wrapping up here, yeah. but we hope we gave you a few things to think about, at least in regards to suffering and, and death. Like mm-hmm. I really Father, I really liked what you said, you know, that, that death isn't the end, but it really is that gateway. It's that it's door, the doorway. you know, yeah. it's the door to, to what is to come. And I guess just a challenge for all of us, especially like the three of us, well, four of us with Nick, we <laughs> to love like, you, Nick. to really hey, Nick. like when we wake up in the morning, are we willing to say like, okay, I'm going to live today as if the second coming is coming tomorrow. Right. And, and are we ready to embrace that? Are we ready to embrace uh, death, you know, in, in that capacity and say like, yeah, I'm going to live. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to help win souls for Christ and, and say like, we're doing it, mm-hmm. you know, that boldness of faith. So I'm going to take that as a challenge for a week. Yeah. Stay tuned <laughs> as to how that goes. <laughs> Anyways, I expect right. an update. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll get you. All right. Do we want uh, to ask uh, Father to close us in prayer? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you be able to close us? Oh, absolutely. So let's pray in the name of the The Father, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we uh, we thank you for the gift of our lives. We thank you for the gift of being called your adopted sons and daughters. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. Help us to uh, always embrace this gift to let not our will, but your will be done with the Holy Spirit guiding the way. Help us to always want to unite the sufferings that come our way to the sufferings of your son, especially his sufferings on the cross. And And may all of our lives always reflect your most holy will, so that way, not our will, but that your will may be done. And we make this prayer certainly and always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem. We enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, Greg is engaged now. So pray for him and Julia as they prepare for wedding things. Nine months. Oh, yeah. And guess who gets to prepare for marriage? You have my permission to... Go hard on them, you know. It's okay. I don't need your permission. (laughs) Guns will be blazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, know that we are praying for you, and we ask for your prayers for us, and uh, we hope that you have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm. God bless. God bless. God bless.